I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We had a rapid review of the Kiwis' huge victory this morning that dropped on the Rugby League Guru Podcast about half an hour or so. Obviously focusing on the Kiwis and what they achieved, but also looking at the Kangaroos and uh, who could be the guys that could fall off the back of that test match. Changes heading into 2024. There was a lot to cover there, a heap to get into. I will also be covering it more in depth on Bloke in a Bar today. Myself, Timmy Williams, Kemp, and of course the great Hammy uh, will be joining us to discuss all things about that test match, the other games over the weekend, so make sure you stay tuned for that. I'm sure one guy that we will talk about will be James Fisher-Harris. Uh, I thought he was brilliant in the game on the weekend, and uh, you know, you, you, you're you probably sick of hearing about him, to, to be completely honest with you, but I just think the way that this guy is trending at the moment uh, is unbelievable. Uh, you know, I, I said it last week, I think he's one of the most intimidating characters we've ever seen, um, and you know, people said, bullshit, doesn't intimidate anyone, that's crap, I mean... You know, Payne Haas, absolute genetic freak. Um, I think Fish has beaten him, you know, the last two or three times in a row, and he's kept him quiet the last two or three times in a row. And, you, you know, you have to give credit to the spearhead front row forward in that team, uh, the resident fucking asshole. He just goes after this guy every single time. And you have a look at the numbers of Payne Haas. I'll, I'll just get it up because I remember talking about it, you know, leading up to the grand final. And, you know, I, I thought Payne Haas was really good in the grand final. To be completely fair, I thought he was very, very good. Um, uh, but you have a look this season, you know, in the NRL, the bloke averages, uh, where's his running metres? The bloke averages 187 run metres per game. 187, that's incredible. Uh, against the Panthers at the start of the year, uh, what he ran for? 203. So he had a, a, a good night that night against the Panthers down there. Uh, the Broncos obviously went on to win that game. Uh, the next time he played the Penrith Panthers, uh, he ran for 101 metres. And then in the grand final, he was kept to 150 metres. So in two out of his three games... 
Uh, not only has he gone below his average, he's gone well and truly below his average. Uh, and in the game where he did go above when the Broncos won, he was only above by about 14 metres or so. So, And then you have a look at that game on the weekend, uh, just how dominant James Fisher-Harris was. And, and this is the big thing with Fish that I think sometimes people struggle to appreciate just how good he is because he's not a huge stats guy. So you can get to the end of a game sometime and Haas has got 200, you know, and Tino can have 200. And then you look over at James Fisher-Harris and he might only have 130. And, you know, in the modern day, we sort of go, eh, it's not overly impressive. It's it's not that crazy. Uh, but you know what? On the weekend, he actually outstatted those guys as well. So you have a look at Fish and Liotta, to be fair. But Fish ran for 142 metres. Liotta ran for 122. Uh, now, if... You know, if you were to look at Payne Haas and Tino in a game and see that they ran for sub-150, in particular Payne Haas, you would just sort of go, what on earth happened there? You have a look in this game. Payne Haas ran for 100 metres. Uh, Tino ran for 91. Neither of them reached 50 post-contact metres, which is just about unheard of for these two guys. But this is how dominant the Kiwis' middles were. And I thought James Fisher-Harris was inc- incredible in this game. He got through so much work, and he's just he is just the enforcer. That's just the sort of guy that he is. And he is, you know, one of the best I've seen at it. And I think as time goes on, that's only going to continue to grow with James Fisher-Harris. I, I want you to just, you know, have a think about his career so far. And keep in mind, he's 27 years old, yeah? He's played 180 first-grade games. He's won three premierships in a row and already lost a grand final. So, you know, essentially, he's winning a premiership every, on average, every 60 games. And you've got to remember, like, when he came into this side uh, for the Penrith Panthers, he was an edge. He was a 13. He was a young guy. He was a bit of a loose cannon. He was in a Panthers team that wasn't overly great, let's be honest here. Uh, and he's managed to work his way up to being, you know, a front row forward and you know what one of the rare guys that you know he isn't even a club captain but he's an international captain and not an international international captain of a second tier nation international captain of the kiwis uh and you know he obviously wins three premierships in a row he plays an incredibly important role in all of them he makes it personal in every single one of those grand finals went after the south sydney pack he obviously had Parramatta coming into the the battle of the west all the talk was about Junior, all the talk is about Regan, Cam Gillard, Ryan Madison, these guys. And, mate, Fisher-Harris and Liotta just took it to them and just owned them. We then get to the 2023 grand final, and you've got Payne Haas, Pat Carrigan, these sort of guys, and they were good in that grand final. But Liotta and Fish just absolutely monstered them again. And here we are. They arrive with the Kiwis without a hooker. They've got a utility coming off the bench. They've got a 5'8 slash halfback who's 34 years old or whatever Foz is playing hooker. They're missing a number of key guys, and he just stands and delivers once again. I thought Fish was incredible, and you have a look at his career right now. He's 181st grade games in. He's lost a grand final. He's won three, and he's just captain the Kiwis to, in my opinion, their most dominant victory of all time, and he was leading from the front. Um, And, you know, it was only a week ago here that I think just about everyone, and you know what? I mentioned it on Bloke. I said, you know what? I think that with Payne Haas and with Tino coming back in, it wouldn't surprise me efficiently. I'd go, okay, let's fucking do it. Instead of a lot of people thought, oh, because they've got players coming back, the Kangaroos, the Kiwis will just fold. They won't be able to keep up with them. And I sort of said during the week, there's a chance that this has the opposite effect. And I didn't buy into it. Yes, I'm not telling you I called this or anything, but like it always had this potential because of these two. They're fucking winners and they are alphas. And you, you could see they took they, they just took the intensity to a new level. And Payne Haas, Tino, they couldn't keep with them. And I, I, I think as well, to be fair, I think Payne and Tino, 
I think that the way the Kangaroos played and the structure that they lacked really hurt them. They did not adapt uh, to the line speed of the Kiwis at all. But this is, you know, this was a plan that was led by their two front row forwards in the middle to lead the intensity there and just go 100 miles an hour. And, and it worked. It was incredibly impressive. So, you know, here we are, 27-year-old James Fisher-Harris who, you know, like the other thing about Fish is that he's never fucking injured. You have a look at his career, right? So he has played, he debuted in 2016. He played 23 games. The year after that was 2017. He only played 15 games. Now, that is the only season where he plays less than 23 games of football. Um, 2018, 25 games. 19, 24 games. 2020, 23 games. 2021, 24 games. 2022, 23 games. 2023, 23 games. Like, there is absolutely no signs of James Fisher-Harris slowing down whatsoever. And keep in mind, like, how much football he has played over the last years. He's been a front row forward in four grand finals in a row. He's been to World Cups. I mean, like, he, he doesn't play state of origin, to be fair. But you think about how much football this guy has played and how he is the alpha in this Penrith Panther side. Every front row forward shows up against Penrith to go, fuck, I'm going to put it over Fish. And who's able to? Honestly, who's been able to get over the top of him? I mean, like, Payne Haas, absolute genetic freak. One of the best, you know, front, front row forwards we've ever seen. Like, I'm sorry, he's when, when, when it comes to games that matter, he's not able to get over the top of Fish. And Fish, you know, if you were to do a skill tester on everything that makes a great front row forward, it's Payne Haas by a country mile. He's a genetic freak. We've never ever seen anything like Payne Haas. And what's the one thing that can stop him? Fish and Liotta, because they're just motherfuckers. And this is just a little reminder, once again, of what rugby league is about and what why having the toughest guy on the field is so important. Because they're able to overcome stuff like this. We're sitting here last week. Liam Martin's got to come back into the side. Payne Haas, Tino's got to come into the side. They're three of the best forwards in the competition. And their reserve forwards absolutely gave it to the Kiwis last week. The final arrives. The bright lights are on. They're elevated to a big stage. And, and these two front row forwards, have, I, I, would, like, I, I would assume they've grabbed their forward pack at some point and gone, hey, we know how to handle these guys. Everyone fucking raves about it. Everyone goes on about it. We handle them every single time we go up against them. Come with us. And I thought it was great how Leo Thompson... Griffin named these guys went with them. And I, you know what? I, I think it's almost unfair because I'm always talking about Fish um, and Liotta. But, you know, at the end of the day, Joe Tapane was fucking unbelievable in this game. He was incredible. And he is the sort of X-factor guy. He's the closer thing to Payne Haas than what Fisher-Harris is. And he was great as well. But just the aura that James Fisher-Harris has around him at the moment is, it, it is wild. I cannot believe the way that his career is developing. If you have a look at his record for the Kiwis, right? Now, there's a lot of games in there against, you know, um, um, lesser nations and whatnot. But if you just have a look at his record against Australia, um, he's played four games. He's two and two. He's won 50% of his games against the Kangaroos. You know, the Kangaroos have won 50% of their games against James Fisher-Harris. So he is absolutely dominating at Clubland. He then gets to the international game. And, you know, by the way, it needs to be noted, you know, of those 50% wins, one of them is the Kiwis you know, most dominant victory of all time in a final of a, you know, of, of a proper competition. And Fisher-Harris is the guy leading from the front. And I, I absolutely loved the speech that he gave at the end. I thought it was just, it was, it was just James Fisher-Harris down to an absolute T. He said, for the Kiwi boys, this is our moment. This is our group. New Zealand stand up because this is our time. And I'll tell you what, I listened to it live and went, Jesus Christ, that's a bit rattling. As a Kangaroos fan, that really worries me. Then I had a look through their side and I spoke about it on the Rapid Review earlier today that, you know, like I, I, I essentially outside of Kieran Foran, 
I reckon that team could look exactly the same in three years' time. And, and that's not to say that other guys won't get in or whatever. Like, you'll obviously have Brandon Smith. Uh, you'll have Jeremy Marshall King, who will come back in. But every single guy that played the other day, outside of Kieran Foran, if you were to pick a Kiwi side in three years' time, all those guys will still be available. And I'm not really expecting any of, the, any of them to drop off too badly either. Like that, they are all at very ripe ages where they can build something very special here. And they've got young guys coming through there. That They've got the halves that, that aren't, you know, they, they're not super young, but they are going to be around for quite some time. You've got Dill Brown, who, mate, I, I thought he was tremendous the other day. And you have a look over the next four or five years, like heading into the, into the next World Cup, and as the international game continues to grow in rugby league, and you know, like that, they have got an absolute alpha leading them, James Fisher Harris. And there is there is something to be said about just being a winner. There genuinely is just something to be said about being a winner. And when we look back at you know the history of the game, and you've got a guy like Glenn Lazarus who went from team to team, uh, and they continued winning. He obviously started at the Raiders. They won their inaugural premiership. He moved to the Broncos. They win their, their inaugural premiership. He then moves to the Melbourne fucking Storm, which we look at now and go, what a system, what a club. Back then, Melbourne was the, the rugby league desert. Nothing could be successful down there. And he walks into that system as well, and they win their inaugural premiership in their second season. So for me, I look at Glenn Lazarus, and you know I'm constantly talking about how important halfbacks, fullbacks, hookers, these sort of guys are, but Lazarus just had something about him that just everywhere he went, they won. Now, James Fisher-Harris, he hasn't, he hasn't jumped from club to club to club to club, yeah? And I understand that. And you know what? If I was Fisher-Harris, I wouldn't be leaving Penrith. I think it's great, the legacy that Glenn Lazarus has. But fuck, if I'm Fish and I'm building something so special there and I you know, and I can be a one-club man and be as successful as I, as I possibly can be at that club, I wouldn't leave either. I, I think it's a bizarre thing that people sort of say, oh, they need to leave and go win somewhere else to be pushed up there. Why? Why the fuck would James Fisher-Harris leave this system that he has been a huge part of of being so successful. You think about the forwards they've lost over the last few years and the hookers and whatnot, and they just keep on getting better and better. I mean, you you, you go back to the 2020 grand final, his captain was James Tamo, one, one of the best front row forwards in the game. He leaves. Fisher-Harris has to step up into that alpha role. He was a kid. He was coming into his fourth year of first grade. He, he hadn't played 100 games of first grade yet. And here he is. Okay, this is your team. Let's see what you. The, the, this is your pack. You've got to lead them. Let's see how you go. Three premierships in a row, and on the biggest stages, he's been the most dominant guy in each forward pack. He has. He has just been unbelievable, James Fisher Harris. And just watching his career play out, it is wildly impressive. You have a look since twenty twenty, James Fisher Harris. Tell me these aren't the stats of a fucking winner. Uh, 2020, he won 87% of his games. 2021, 87.5% of his games. 2022, 91.3% of his games. 2023, he's won 82% of his games. You ever look throughout his entire career at the Penrith Panthers, James Fisher-Harris has only ever had one losing season, and it was 2019. Uh, the next year after that, they went all the way to the grand final, and he, you know, he won 11, lost 13 games that year. Like, this bloke is just an out-and-out -out winner. And now he's stepped up to the international stage as a captain of the Kiwis when he's not even a club captain. And they managed to put 30, a 30 to nil victory over the Kangaroos in a final. That was after getting dusted the week before. And the Kangaroos brought in better players. And the Kiwis are without a lot of key players as well. And I understand the Kangaroos are as well. But, I mean, if you have a look at who the Kangaroos have lost and who they're able to bring in and compare that to, okay, we're the Kiwis. We have no fucking hookers. All our guys are out. We're going to pull New Brown, who, you know, is in the top 30 for the Newcastle Knights. Um, he's probably there, respectfully to New, he was probably their fourth or fifth hooker this year. I think that would be fair behind Braley, behind Phoenix, 
probably behind Kurt Mann. Um, like, it, it's just insane what they have managed to pull together. And then to move Kieran Foran, who, you know, I, I you know, we, 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 we spoke about last week after the Kangaroos beat them that they lack a, l- a little bit of direction. You know, they're without Sean Johnson. Um, and then they had Kieran Foran, who's the experienced guy on that side. They had to play him at hooker. He's a, he's a 34-year-old playing hooker, being forced to get through a stack of work. And then you've got to supplement him with New Brown, who really hasn't played that much first grade over the last few years. And uh, he can play hooker. Is he a hooker? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you, you could argue he is, but he's not an out-and-out hooker. And then you look over the other side of the park and... You know, the Kangaroos have Ben Hunt, Harry Grant. They probably have the two best hookers literally in the world that they can move through. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you if you're the forward pack that is winning the ruck, most of the time you'll be able to win the game. And, you know, it had it was no shock to me whatsoever that as soon as Fish, Liotta, these guys, you know, led by Fish, managed to slow Tino and Payne Haas down and stop their momentum, what happens to Dill Brown? What happens to Jerome Hughes? Uh, the vast majority of halfbacks ever, probably outside of Joey and a handful of others, you are only as good as your forward pack allows you to be. And you know what? The one thing I'm starting to notice, you know, I look at Nath Cleary, and, you know, he's so dominant at, at, at the Penrith Panthers, he's incredible. And then the rep arena, he kind of struggles a little bit. He's not the same dominant guy. And, fuck, I'm starting to look around and go, okay, does he just not have the right front row forward? Does he just not have the best front row forward, the most alpha guy in the competition, James Fisher-Harris? Does How, how much does that matter? How much do we need to start considering the impact of James Fisher-Harris when we sort of overlook him, him, Mosliotta, these guys? You know, we, we, we've had forwards constantly leave the Penrith Panthers. Viliami Kikau left. Kurt Capewell left. You know, I, I know he's a reserve grader, but, like, you, you look at Jermaine Hopgood. He left. He's gone to another club and done incredibly well. James Tamo. Like, they have lost a lot of guys. And Spencer Lenu's going to leave this year. I mean, it, does anyone think that the Penrith Panthers are going to fall off a cliff? Uh, you know, t- to lose one of your key mi- middle forwards like that. And I-, I just think that Liotta and Fish, they'll just bring someone else under and take them to their level, whether that's an Eisenhuth, whether that's a Lindsay Smith, whether I, I don't know who it's going to be. But, like, I-, I just think that what these guys are doing is simply incredible at the moment. I think in particular Fish, the record that he is starting to build and off the back of now having that incredible moment of captaining the Kiwis to their most dominant victory ever, not over you know, one of the second-tier nations over the fucking Kangaroos and a pretty stacked Kangaroos side too. I understand missing a couple of players, but, you know, DC was the halfback. He's dominated Origin for a long time. James Tedesco dominated Origin for a long time. Cam fucking Munster's the 5'8". Um, you know, you had form guys in the outside backs. You, you know, the forward pack is stacked. Payne Haas and Tino. I mean, I remember sitting here watching them two or three weeks ago going, oh, my God, this might be the most dynamic forward pack combo I've ever, a front row combo I've ever seen. Then all of a sudden, they get on the big stage, the bright lights, against the baddest motherfuckers in rugby league, and how quiet are they kept? Probably their their two quietest games we've seen all year from both of them. And and I'm not saying that's all because of James Fisher-Harris, all because of Mosley Otto, these guys, but you have to give them credit to some extent. They led the line speed for that team. They led the aggression for that team, and they rattled the Kangaroos. And I I just think that... I I, I can't remember the last time I saw that happen to James Fisher-Harris. I can't remember the last time... They were, he was absolutely rattled by someone else. And every single week, teams need to get up to go at him. Every single week, on you know, teams are going, okay, this is my chance to show what I can do against the biggest, baddest MF in the game. And he just stands and delivers time and time again. And once again, you know, you, you might be able to point out to me games occasionally where maybe a guy's got the better of him, whatever it might be. 
But honestly, name me a game that matters. A sudden death game where the the bright lights and the big stages and Fisher Harris over the last three or four years hasn't stood up and played unbelievably well or just done his job to allow others to play their game. I'm so impressed with, with, with what James Fish Harris has achieved so far in his career. And honestly, when he first started, I couldn't have possibly seen it coming. He's turned into one of the best leaders in rugby league. He's turned into, in my opinion, the biggest alpha in rugby league right now. And, you know, he's 27 years old. We might not even be at the peak of James Fisher Harris's abilities. He's not having injuries. He's not playing less and less games. If anything, he's playing more fucking games and he's getting better. And I think Fisher Harris is just realizing the influence that he has over teams and the influence he can have on other players around him, especially when we get to big stages. I always, I always say to you guys, the last few years, I say, fuck, you know, the, 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 is Penrith side? Yes, there's other teams that are impressive. It's all good and well. But it feels like they are just treading water waiting for September. James Fisher Harris is a September footballer. He is one of the biggest September footballers I've seen based on what he's done over the last three years. And you'll say small sample size, sure. How many other fucking players have three years in a row played as well as he has in finals? Name me one. And name me one that's gone all the way to the grand finals and performed as well as he has. That's taken down Junior, Regan. That's taken down Payne Haas, Pat Carrigan, these sort of guys. I, I just don't think it can be denied. And if you don't value this guy or if you don't think he's as good as what I'm sort of saying to you, I've got to be honest with you. I've got to question how much your, your, your understanding of the game. And I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, I just, I'm so impressed by this guy and I think he's got such a big future in our game and uh, he's a classic example once again that it's not all about stats, it's not all about figures, sometimes once again, just being the toughest guy on the field, that matters so much, being the most intimidating guy on the field and being the alpha forward on that field, fuck it is important in rugby league. Also, just some to add on the end of it, if you get yourself an opportunity, go to the Kangaroos Instagram page, uh, have a look at their most recent reel that they put up. Oh, well, sorry, it was actually from two days ago, so the day of the game uh, where they put up you know, a few of the guys in the change rooms getting ready with a bit of music behind it and whatnot, uh, and go and have a look at the comment section, and there, I'm just opening up near, it says, arrived and ready, and the Kangaroos, them getting ready, warming up and everything, and there's a comment underneath it from James Fisher-Harris just saying, hectic, and that was yesterday, so that was 24 hours after they won. I absolutely love this guy. He is the ultimate fucking villain. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.